It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Corey Kispert is out four to six weeks. How does that affect the rotation? Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So we're going to start with Corey Kispert. As you know, he is out four to six weeks. So the question is, how does that affect the rotation going forward? And does that push Johnny Davis to his spot? What do you think, Ed? Yeah, the injuries are tough. Um, you know, we one of our reasons for optimism was that we were coming in healthy to training camp, something that the Wizards don't usually do. There's usually some guy that's injured and, and out missing games. Thomas Bryant coming off an ACL injury last year. Rui, personal reasons, missing 40 games. Um, Spencer, you know, not, not doing back-to-backs. Um, we didn't have that really coming into media day and in the start of training camp, but now, you know, injuries are, are starting to, Pile up a little bit, you know, Corey Kispert out four to six weeks with the ankle injury, tweaked his ankle in the early um, start of the um, game against the Warriors in the second game. But it does give it does give Johnny Davis an opportunity because, you know, Corey Kispert, you know, he, he's more – he played shooting guard last year. He's more of a shooting guard. When Bradley Bill was hurt, Corey Kispert started a lot of games while Brad was out of that shooting guard spot. And Johnny Davis' natural position is shooting guard, 
even though they were playing him at point guard um, in the second game and the first game in both preseason games. And, you know, Tommy Shepard said in pressures that um, they, that they believe that, that uh, Johnny can play point guard, but you, you know, the, the, the bulk of his minutes really are going to come in shooting guard um, behind, you know, Will Barton or Brad, you know, Bradley bill, Will Barton, whoever, but yeah, one of the battles was going to be, you know, Corey or Johnny, who's going to be that first two guard off the bench behind Bradley bill. If Will Barton doesn't start, because there's a lot of pieces that had to fall in the rotation. Like if Will Barton comes off the bench, you know, he would be the backup to the Brad, and then Rui would be the starting three, or Denny would be the starting three or whoever. And then, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of murky. It kinda, it's kind of mixed up kind of who, you know, who would start. Um, but, yeah, this is a golden opportunity for Johnny Davis to step up, man. He's got to take advantage of this opportunity. And I hate to say it, you know, because of injury, but this is a big thing where, you know, Johnny, you know, he won't play in the G League because we need the depth and we need guys. We need bodies. You know, we've we've had a lot of injuries. We had a lot of injuries last year, health and safety protocols and whatnot. So this is an opportunity where Johnny needs to take advantage and step up, you know. So sometimes you get opportunities in different ways, and I hope there's a speedy recovery for Corey. But um, and we definitely need a shooting bad because, you know, we struggled to shoot threes or knock down threes last year. And the two games in Japan, we struggled to shoot threes as well. We were still pretty, pretty bad from the three-point line. And Corey Kisper is one of the better shooters on the team. Um, so, yeah, it is it is an opportunity for Johnny to take. It is. Oh, it's definitely Johnny's time now. I guess, <laughs> you know, it's time for him to step up. Um, yeah, you know, it's 46 weeks, but it is going to hurt, mm-hmm. for, you know, the reasons you said. You know, we're going to take a dip in shooting. You know, Corey Kisper, you know, a large part of his game is three-point shooting. So we're definitely going to lose the shooting part, you know, that Corey Kispert provides. But I, a part of me is intrigued to see how Johnny Davis responds. Because, like I said, I'm a big fan of him. I think yeah, he can be successful in this league. But, you know, he's going to be – he's got to perform sooner than, you know, they'll be expected. So I want to see how he responds. But, you know, you mentioned earlier about the, the rotation in the starting lineup. I think now with the injury – to uh, Corey Kispert, you have to kind of look at Rui at the three and Kuz at the four, starting out. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously the two games in Japan are still kind of too small of a sample size to give him the starting job, in my opinion. But, you know, if he has a good preseason, you have to explore Rui at the three and or maybe even flip-flop, Kuz at the three, Rui at the four, because, you know, Will Barton, you know, for the bench, you know, you're, you're presumed that Will Barton's going to be the guy in the wing because – you know, Johnny Davis, can he defend wings? I, I don't see it right now. You know, I just I don't see it. So, you know, for a bench unit, I would see Will Barton at the three and Johnny Davis at the two. So, you know, it, it's going to hurt. But, you know, like I said, it's going to come down to West. You know, how how does, you know, what's this rotation going to look like? Because it's going to get a little harder. Because Corey, you know, he's not a starter, but he's he's a a, a really important piece on this team. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because if, like you said, if you have Rui at the three, Kuz at the four, Denny would be your, Denny would be your, he would be your four behind Kuz. I'm looking at the death chart right now. And actually on ESPN, the death chart, it has um, Johnny Davis as, as the third string point guard. It's Monte Morris as the first string point guard. DeLon Wright as the second string. Now, I don't know how accurate it is. I don't know if the Wizards submitted this to ESPN. Um, Bradley Bills, of course, are starting two. Will Barton's are starting three. 
Uh, Kuzma's your starting four. Chris Epps your starting five. Rui's the you know the, the backup four. Danny's the backup three. So and a lot can change. They actually have they have Corey Kispert listed as, as the third string shooting guard um, behind Bradley Bill. Johnny Davis is the first is the second string shooting guard behind Bradley Bill. So a lot of things can change. We don't know. I don't know how accurate this is, and a lot of things can change in these preseason games coming up. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot of moving pieces. It's a lot of things for West to figure out. But it does give Johnny more of a chance to play, and it's like hey. You know, I don't know if he can. I don't know if we can afford for him to go to the G League and, and develop, e- even if they were thinking that way, because we're we're gonna need him sooner than later. You know, where if Corey's there, then it's like, okay, yeah, you know, we already know what Corey can do. Corey can come in and knock down threes. Where it's like we still see, hey, Johnny still needs some time to develop, and um, you know, it's gonna be tougher for him to find minutes. But like I said, like I keep saying, with Corey being out, it does give him, it does give him an opportunity to come in and play sooner than later. Times now, <laughs> you know, like you said, G League really not a possibility right now. He's going to have to come in the second team. But, you know, the, the one part I don't like personally is trying to put him at point guard. There's no there's no reason mm-hmm. to right now. I don't right. you know, I'm not, I've never been a big fan of trying to push guys in new positions. I mean, mm-hmm. last season, I understand putting Brad at point on second unit, keeping him on the floor. I get that because, I mean, you know, nothing against Ish, but. You know, Brad just—he did well in that in that role, but just to you know, for a guy that never played point, just to you know, intent on thrusting him to be the you know a point guard—I don't—I just don't understand it. You know, mm-hmm. point guard is something that you know it, it takes a long time to develop the skills to be a competent point guard in the NBA. You know, it's just it, it takes vision, it takes certain attributes, and you know, from a guy that you know who's never played that position to come from college and goes to, you know, pro basketball and you expect him to play point. I just don't get it. So I, I'm not, I've never been in favor of him being at point, but it, it's going to be interesting, but um, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about another injury. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the County courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Next, another sponsor today is Flex Ultimate Pro. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. 
Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Basketball preview. Thanks again for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the ultimate pro basketball preview starting October 10th. A six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Lock On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining in one ultimate NBA preview starting October 10th. Don't forget. Search for Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on your Honesty app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, oh, hold on, let me hold on before you get to the next injury. You want a good point about the point guard position too. Like the Wizards, they do like to bring in guys and play them at different spots. You know, they drafted Denny. Denny's more of a point four. They made him into a three and D guy. Um, Johnny Davis. You know, they're trying to make him into a point guard. So. They do draft guys and put them in different positions or try to, you know, experiment and whatnot. And a lot of teams do that, but you do want to play players to your strength. So you brought up a good point. And Wesson Sol Jr. in the press conference after training camp today, you know, he said that um, he told Johnny Davis he was going to put him in a disadvantage, disadvantageous position at point guard in Japan. And then, quote, he says, it's okay to get discouraged, but it's about how you re- about how you respond, end quote. So. Yeah, I mean, they're really trying him out at this point guard position. You know, that's that's why I said the developmental process of Johnny is going to be huge on this organization. You know, are they doing the best for him? Is it the best to put him at point guard when, you know, his natural position in college was shooting guard, you know? And I think the best way he's going to develop, I think the best niche for him is like a KCP, but he's really got to work on that three-point shot. I like the defense. Um, the ball handling's not there yet. The separation's not there yet. Like I said, it takes vision. And it takes, you know, reading the defense and making the right reads and not picking up your dribble. So it's a developmental process. So, you know, they're really experimenting with Johnny. So it's intriguing to see what's their plan with him, what's their developmental plan, how are they going to use him to get minutes to. And then also I finally figured out the depth chart because it kind of is, like, confusing to figure it out because there's so many guys that are versatile. Um, yeah, the starting would be, like you said, Monte, Brad, Rui at the three, Kuz at the four. Chris is at the five. I don't really care whether Rui's at the three or the four. I think they both can play both positions at a, at a, at a, at a high level. And then Denny would be your four. Gafford's your five. Will is your backup three. Corey would have been your backup two to Brad. And then your backup one would have been DeLon. And Johnny would have been third string to Corey. But now Corey, I mean, not, uh, Johnny would have been third string behind Corey. But now Johnny's going to move up to second string shooting guard behind Brad. And Will Barton's going to be your backup three. Denny's going to be your backup four. So it would be a bench unit of DeLon. Johnny at the two, uh, Will at the back of three, Denny at the back of four, and now Gaff at the back of five. Todd Gibson's like your backup third string center. So that's how the rotation would shift now in simpler terms. And I've got no problem with that. You know, I, I like seeing Rui at the three or four starting. I think mm-hmm. he's earned that. He, he's took a step forward. Do I want his defense to get better? Yes. But he has proven enough to me. And I, I know it's, it's still a small sample size. You know, it's two games in the preseason. But, you know, like you said before, 
he's he's already a starter for a couple of years. So it's not like, you know, he's trying to step into a role that he hasn't previously already had. So I have all the confidence in the world that he can step up and start. So I think that would be the line about run. But, you know, like we were just saying, Johnny's got to step up now. But I just I don't see the point of trying to push him to the point guard. You got you mm-hmm. got a guy who can run second team. So why even the, the, look, the kid is already scared right now. Let's be real. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why, why put more on him? You know, he's, he's still trying to figure out how to shoot, you know? Yeah. So to turn around and, you know, you add more stuff on it, it's, it's not necessary in my opinion, but, uh, you know, being the dead horse, but yeah, yeah, yeah. moving on, uh, Denny Navia <laughs> is actually out from Monday's game against the Charlotte Hornets mm-hmm. with a groin injury. So, Ed, if this proves to be a long-term injury like Corey's, how would this shape the rotation? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the first game of the season is October nineteenth against the Pacers. I'm gonna double check that on the uh, on my app here, but yeah, I mean, the injuries are starting. They're starting up because I mean, it happened at Eurobasket. So you know, four to six weeks from now, what's that? You know, that's November fifth. You know, it can link sprint. You know, ankle injuries are nothing to play with with Corey. You know, so you get you look at last year, Bertans, he missed a good amount of time with with an ankle injury. So. We just don't know how long it's going to last. It could be four weeks. It could be six weeks. Denny with a groin injury. You know, we talked about this with the commanders. Curtis Samuel was out for a long time with a groin injury. So we just, you just don't know with groin injuries. You really don't. Um, so you can't really set um, so much of a timetable on it right now. But, um, yeah, the first game is, is, is October 19th against the Pacers, um, you know, 7 o'clock in Indiana. So, you know, Denny being out and missing this time is like another – kind of setback and I hate to see it because you know Denny missed that time the year before 2021 when he had the ankle injury you know he had the broken ankle the dislocated ankle he missed time for that when he got drafted he missed time in the all season just because of the the, the, the virus so they didn't have like a real practice they didn't a lot of guys had, didn't get to practice because of health and safety protocols and whatnot so Denny hasn't really had a full healthy offseason still and I don't want it to be, you know, an excuse, but this is going to be tough on him to earn that starting spot. He's going to be behind the eight ball, you know, and right now, you know, they're, they're still trying to ramp him back. So he's going to miss preseason games. Um, we don't know if he's going to be back for the for the game after that. Um, but, yeah, he's particip- right now he's participating in live action drills in the coming days um, where they said that, yeah, he's doubtful to play. But, you know, he's, he's not doing any five on five or anything like that right now. So, um it, 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 it's it's tough right now. We want to we want our lottery picks to play, and you know I'm not going to overreact or panic or anything like that. But yeah, we we want to see these guys on the floor, and it, it it is it is a setback. You know we have to be realistic. It is a setback. These you know him not being out there, Corey not being out there, is going to hurt their playing time. And these guys getting the same thing happened with Rui last year when he missed time. You know a lot other guys were able to set a Kyle Kuzma basically took his his starting spot because you know Rui just wasn't available. So. um it makes it easier for West to pick starters, you know, with, with guys just not being available. Yeah, I think I'm not going to overreact, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not time to panic. It is a step back. You know, it, you know. obviously we're waiting on more information to see how long he's going to be out. But hopefully it's not going into the regular season because then looking at your bench unit, it's even thinner. So we go from having depth to now you know, you're looking at, who, you know, who's going to be the next man up. You know, at the four position on the bench, do you play Taj? That's the question. You know, mm-hmm. who's gonna play the four on the bench? That's a big question. You know, would you put Taj in there? So it's unfortunate, and especially with the timing, because we go through FIBA 
And then we go through two preseason games and then we have injuries. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, going, you know, so you know, we're going to have to wait and see. But it hopefully it's not long term because I, I'm one of those people who will see Denny take that step forward. He's a shot away, in my opinion. You know, he's a he's got the talent. And, you know, and, and that's why this is such a hard position to be in for West, because when everybody's healthy, you got three, four guys. We said this last episode, you have three, four guys who can all start. So then, you know, you're looking. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. But you know, like I said, hopefully it's not long term. Growing is is tricky. Like you said, Curtis Curtis Samuel was out mm-hmm. all last season. Or I mean, I think he played what a, a couple games. He played the Atlanta game, but he was out majority of the season. So it's it's, it's hard to tell with growing. So hopefully it's not long term. But if it is, is mm-hmm. West is going to have to get on his game. Right. Yeah. So I mean. Neil, yeah, Neil DeLaw hit Twitter. He said that um, this is what Weston Till Jr. said in the press conference today, too. He said he's hopeful that Avdia can start participating in live action drills in the coming days, but doesn't commit to it. So, yeah, it's a wait-and-see approach. Um, groin injuries are tricky. They really are. So, But like like we both said, we're not going to panic or react. We'll see when Denny gets back. But, yeah, him missing preseason games, it, it, it's, it doesn't help. And I'm going to add one more thing. Um, I think that with injuries like this, you know, coming from FIBA, do you know this is really a question? Mm-hmm. You know, as the NBA organization, do you revisit letting your players play overseas? You know, because they're investments. You know, this is a this is a million mm-hmm. dollars industry here. Right. So, you know, at what point are teams going to start? You know, keeping guys from going overseas and play because you know, while you know, I, you know I'm sure they have no problem letting him represent his country in FIBA, but then in, in the hindsight, if he misses time. You know, you're messing with the product here. You know what I mean? It was, let's be real. So, you know, when the you know our teams going to start revisiting Linder teams or excuse me, Linder players go overseas and play? That's the question. But we're gonna go ahead and move on next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going back to Johnny. Um, <laughs> we got uh, going back to mailbag question. Um, the question was, what is the best case and what is the worst case scenario for Johnny Davis going into the season? What do you think, Ed? Mm-hmm. And lastly, back to your question, that was a good question that you brought up too. You know, Danilo Gallinari towards ACL, you know, playing overseas. So we have seen some guys get hurt. But of course, you don't want to stop people playing for their countries and representing their country. So I know it meant a lot to Denny. No, it meant a lot to, I know Tommy Shepard understood how much it meant to him. You know, Tommy Shepard flew to the game where Denny had 23 points and then 15 rebounds. So um, it was huge for him to do that. You know, I would have loved to see Denny playing the Summer League too, but I understand him playing in the Summer League and playing Eurobasket that would have been a lot on him. And obviously you saw, unfortunately he suffered a groin injury, but um, yeah, a lot of players played. Giannis played, Jokic played, um, Nurkic played. A lot of guys played that play, you know, in the NBA too. So um, Jan Madar for the Celtics played too on for Israel. So yeah, it's a sticky situation. It really is. So it's, it's, it's up to the player and maybe the GM may, you know, tell him like, Hey, we need you. You know, we don't want you. You know, Chris Tapps played too. You know, he he made it through. Thank goodness. So, you know, it, it's a, that's a good question. It's a, it's a it's an interesting situation. But um, best case scenario for Johnny, um, I honestly do think he doesn't have to play the whole season in the G League, but a couple games in the G League, I think, will help. I'm not saying he needs to play all 35, 40 games in the G League, but a couple of games just for his confidence, just to get his feet wet. I think a, a big thing, like you said, that you know he's. He's um not scared, but a little timid. You know, you said scared. I guess I'll say like a little 
he's thinking it too much. He's not confident. It's the same thing we saw. He's over 12 right now. He hasn't even hit a shot. You know, he's made his free throws, which is good. He's done some things on the defense end of the, uh, of the ball, of the court. But shooting the ball, he's short, he's flat. And that, that you can tell with nerves. When you're short on your shot, you're almost airballing shots, that's 100% nerves. You, you're just nervous out there, I feel like. Um, so in the developmental games, I feel like he could calm down. He would go back to being a guy. We don't want him, you know, taking those tough shots that he took at Wisconsin, but sometimes you, you're just going to have to. I think with the G League, he would be more the main guy. He would get more touches. He could get a field a game. And right now with this team, you know, he's not going to get a lot of touches really with Brad out there and Monte and Kuz and Rui and um, same thing with Denny and, and Chris Apps. He's not really going to be an offensive option where he'll be more of an offensive option. He could be with the bench unit, but I think in the G League, obviously, he's going to be the main guy. And um, he can just get his feet. It's about confidence. I, I think him playing in the developmental league would be better than him sitting on the bench. And I, I get the other side of the argument, him learning from Brad and whatnot. I feel like you can sit down and watch tape with Brad and pick his brain there. Like, you don't have to sit on the bench. And there will be some games. You look at Isaiah Ty last year, too. Isaiah Ty was in the G League, but he would suit up and wear a warm-up, and he would be on the bench um, for the regular season game. Same thing. Troy Brown Jr. did the same thing. He played in the G League, and there were some nights where he would play. Um, they would call him up to play with the Wizards or the regular team, or he would play in the G League games, and they just had him on a, on the roster for the rest of the year. So, um, I think best case scenario for him, if everything goes right, is him getting this playing time, taking advantage of the opportunity with Corey Kispert being out. If he can jump and do that and be a defensive pest and let the offensive game come to him and just be confident out there, take the shots. I don't want to see him hesitate or think too much. Um, I won't say points per game or anything like that. I'm not going to put a, a, a you know that much of expectation on him for points per game, but I would just say it, it, it's, a, it's a tough situation with Johnny. It really is. That's why I keep saying the developmental process for this for this organization, they got their work cut out for him for sure. So is is no correct answer. I, I compare it to developing a quarterback too. Where some people are like, oh, this quarterback should sit, or no, you just need to throw the rookie out there and let the quarterback play. So it's it's kind of that situation too, where I just, I do think Johnny, watch him in the summer league and watching these two pass games, I think some developmental games would help him with confidence. That's where I'm getting at, and then let's see what he can do in the regular games. But I think right now they they're, they're going to need him. They just are with Corey being out and Denny potentially being out. They're they're going to need him. They're going to need him out there. Well, it's definitely a confidence issue because he got humbled. You know, you go from being that guy on the college, and, and you know what? He's not the only one. A lot of players go through it. You know, especially guys that come from these top programs where they go from being the guy to now you're a rookie. And so, you know, where he was drafted at, that puts pressure on him. You know, he put a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, like you said earlier with West trying to make him a point guard, why put more pressure on him? You know, right now he couldn't hit the side of a barn with a shot. So, you know, he still – you know, it's not against Johnny. I think he's going to get there, you know what I mean? But, you know, he's struggling. It is a confidence issue because, you know, he, he's young. He's, a, he's you know, I, I don't want to call him a kid. But, you know, uh -huh. he's a young man. And, you know, being you go from, like I said, you go from being the guy at Wisconsin to now you're a rookie. You know, there's a learning curve. You know, he, he, he got humbled. He figured out that the NBA is a faster game. Just like Corey. You know, look, Corey Kisper learned last season. He was he struggled in the beginning because you know he learned that in the NBA they're gonna get in your face. They're not gonna give you all that room to get the shot off. And, and you know, once he learned how to get his shot off quicker, 
he was very successful, and his shot was looking nice. So with Johnny, uh, it, it's a crazy argument because on one hand, he used a great example of the quarterback. On one hand, playing, you know, they say, you know, again, experience. And then on the other hand is going to the G League and getting significant minutes, he will learn. So it's just, like you said, it comes down to development. Hey, the ball's in the Wizards court right now. No pun intended. You know, the, the, they have to develop them. They, and so really the, the spotlight is on the coaching staff and the, them developing him because, you know, don't you don't want to ruin the guy. You know, so it's it's tricky. It's it's a tricky situation because, you know, you go from a situation where G League was like a nice little option. Now it's like it's not an option because you need him to play minutes. So you know, like I said, it's it's a it's a tricky situation. So I mean, best case scenario, you know, he 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 does well. You know, he he learns behind Brad. You know, he, he picks up the speed of the game, and he ends up being a good bench piece. And who knows? You know, Corey might be looking for you know where his places in the rotation is getting back. And that's best case scenario. I mean, worst case scenario is he, he continues to struggle. And then, you know, after that, if he struggles and Corey still is not back, then you have a serious question mark at the two guard position behind Brad. So, you know, it, it, it really is a tricky situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't say worst. they said best and worst case scenario, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even want to get into worst case scenario, but yeah, like it basically what like you, like you said, worst case scenario is that, um, that he even struggles in the G League too. You know, you just never know the competition in the G League. Can't sleep on his G League guys. You know, so um, that would be worst case scenario that they send him to the G League. He struggles in the G League, or that he goes out there and you know he goes over in in the, in the games too. He's not able to really contribute defensively. They try him at point guard. He turns him over the ball a lot, and he loses the confidence even more. So that's that's worst case scenario too. Like I, 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 I thought you brought up the good points with, with the best case scenario is just learning behind Brad, just putting effort out there on the defensive end of the ball. You don't have to go out there and score 20 points like you did in college. Just, you know, effort, contributing. I want to see him trying to get to the rim too. Um, getting pivotal minutes down a stretch in a game. Um, energy, confidence, um, knocking down some shots. I want to see him um, knock down some threes here, some confidence from the three-point line too. And uh, just just being a pest defensively, I, I think he can be a really good defender, de- defensive player in the league. And I think, you know, if your shot's not falling, can you contribute in a different way? Can you defend? Can you get those steals that he got in college, those fast races? He got a couple of deflections in, in the play, in the uh, preseason that I saw, too, that he got in college, too. So, And can he rebound at a high level for a shooting guard? I thought he, he rebounded the ball well in summer league, too. So knocking down free throws as well. So that that's the best case. Other things than just scoring as well. You hit the nail on the head. I think he has intangibles. So the question right now is, how does he respond? But before we go, one more thing I'm going to add tonight. Daniel Gaffer came out with comments about how he was working with Martian Gortat. Well, what do you think about that, Ed? And how much success do you think is going to come out of this, you know, with Gortat teaching these bigs on how to play with, you know, Brad and in a fast point guard? Yeah, I love it, man. I, I love Gortat, his time here. I know it didn't end the best way, you know, the, the you know, the uh, conversations with John Wall and whatnot uh, that went on, everybody eats and all that stuff. But um, John Wall and Gortat, they had a great pick and roll. They really did. And Gortat is one of the best bigs in, in the Wizards to play for the Wizards in the past 10 years. He was really good. Him and Nene, they had a great one-two punch as well. 
Um, Gortai had a couple good playoff games, so they can learn a lot from him. Gafford, I think he's a guy that learns a lot. He's he, you know, looked uh, jovial and happy to to um, learn from Gortat and he can he can teach these guys how to set screens for sure. Some of the screens were illegal screens, but um, he's a big body. I think Gafford, you know, he's a skinny guy, but um, there was a quote from Gaff too talking about yeah. He said said I'm soaking soaking up as much wisdom as I possibly can. It's always good to be around somebody that has a screen named after him. He taught me a lot of stuff. End quote. So you can always learn a lot from the Polish hammer. So um, I'm happy. It's, it's only two weeks. Maybe they add him to the coaching staff once again. Could it be like a Ryan Kerrigan situation where, you know, Ryan Kerrigan was, you know, watching the commanders and he, he was like, okay, you know, this is something that I want to do full time. The Wizards could use more knowledge from Gortai. Gortai had a really good career for the Wizards, a solid career, a lot of double doubles, rebounding, really good rebounding machine, teaching them guys how to box out, um, setting screens. And that's what we need. We need that. We need that from Gaff too. And that mid range shot. Gortat, I mean, uh, Gaffer shot a mid range jumper. He missed it. But that's something that he can add to his game too. So I, I love, I love having Gortat around. Absolutely, I completely agree. I think if you if you want to learn from anybody, especially on somebody who's played with Brad before, who knows how to play with a, a fast point guard as a distributing point guard, that's the guy. You know, he spent a lot of years with Brad and and, uh, and John Wall, so that would be the perfect guy to learn from. But you doing? You brought up Gafford. Um, that's another player that. I think comes into the season with something to prove. Because if you think about it, look, Gaff, he's, he's about to go into an extension. So, you know, it ain't peanut money anymore. You know, he, his, his salary is going to rise. So, you know, what can he add to his game? You know, uh, his mid-range shot is perfect. If he could add a mid-range shot, Gaff, because he already showed he can shot block. He already showed he can play defense down in the paint. Adding that jumper, because, I mean, you look at the NBA now. It's it's, it's, it's completely different than the NBA now. It's not like the days of, you know, Patrick Ewing and, he, and these bigs or just Shaq's, nothing against Shaq, because I'm a big Shaq fan. But, you know, the days of a center to sit in the paint all day is, is gone. You know, you, if you look at KP, and the list goes on at a lot of bigs, you know, Cat, the, the list goes on of centers who can step back and hit three-point shots. You know, KP, he was a guy who was a playmaker in New York. But he was he was taking the ball down. So you know your bigs are more athletic now. So if they, if he you know it's it's all up working with Gortat because that would be the perfect guy to, to work with. So now nah, I'm I'm you know I was just you know I was wondering what you thought about that. So mm. oh definitely um, yeah I love, yeah hundred percent I like it I love it. All right cool. So all right everybody we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And again, thank you everybody for watching tonight, and have a good evening. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.